coming up on this episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I believe, um, I believe I use the negativity as a way to encourage and to motivate myself. I feel like without that, I don't feel like I would have been um, pushed enough. I wouldn't, I, w- I, w- I don't believe I would have kept going. I felt like I would have been complacent in the lifestyle that I had. So I felt like, you know, that negativity, you know, not not saying, not proving to them, like, yeah, I can do it. But, and, and sort of speak, yeah, I'm proving to you, I can do it. You know, it's like, you can't do that. Oh, watch me, I can't do it. Then I'm proving to myself, you know, I feel like I wanted to prove to myself. And I have three children and they're, they're watching mom, right? So they're looking at what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And I had to show them that no matter what, happens in your life no matter what life throws at you no matter no matter what always believe in yourself and know that there's nothing that you can't do episode is brought to you by sna audio and video with over five years experience in the audio visual industry sna audio and video is your industry expert in paulsboro we pride ourselves on our extreme professionalism and attention to detail Our customer service guarantee will assure you we will not leave your property until you are completely satisfied with our work. As a family-owned and operated business, you can trust that we will treat your home as we would treat our own. Give us a call today and we look forward to working with you. We offer TV mounting, surround sound systems, smart home product instructions, security camera systems and installation, ceiling fan installations, and more servicing areas in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Delaware. To SNA Audio and Video, call us at 856-319-6658 or 856-542-8358. This is the Empowerment Perspective Podcast hosted by Dr. Demiso A. Josie. Welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie. We are back. This is season eight of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. For those of you who've been rocking with us since the beginning, thanks for uh, your support. Uh, Many newbies out there, um, just so you know what this is all about, we are here talking to what I call educators. Basically, educators, anybody that has a story, a message, something positive that can bring um, some joy into your life and some direction, uh, maybe just something here today that you need to hear. Um, and I'm almost 100% sure that you're going to need to hear today's message. Um, and, you know, we, we try to just bring you useful information. Um, we got some special announcements going on at the end of this podcast, but I'm going to dig right into this, right? So, you know, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn, and I usually get a lot of my uh, guest on from LinkedIn. Uh, so this season, you're going to see a lot of people coming from uh, LinkedIn space. But today, um, I have a good friend, Tori, kind of linked us up to, uh, with my guest today. Um, and we started chopping it up, at, you know, off the uh, off the, that call. And we started talking about podcasting. We started talking about motivational speaking. We started, uh, started talking about book writing. Um, so we just going to bring that information to you today. Um, and it's a, a blessing to have my guest on today. Um, uh, this is, you know, I just like meeting people and talking to people and I think she has some gems for you today so um Joanna right did I say that right you said it correctly uh, welcome to the podcast how are you thanks doing? for having me I'm doing great 
Absolutely, absolutely. So um, we're going to dig into some topics today, um, specifically um, beginning of the school year is here. Um, so I, I believe you have some children that went off to school um, either today or maybe a couple of days ago. Uh, from the perspective of a parent, how did your kids' school first day of school go? So my daughter, she's nine and, you know, she started fourth grade. Mm -hmm. So I, for me, it's really exciting to know like how the, her first day of school is, you know, she's excited to tell me how her first day of school is and I'm excited to hear, you know, how her first day is. So um, I'm making sure, you know, I don't have any distractions. I'm really tuned in to, you know, what she's telling me. So one thing I felt like today was a little, you know, alarming for me was last year, she didn't have like a really good experience with one of her students or her class. And I specifically asked the school, you know, to make sure that that particular student wasn't in her class this year. And unfortunately he is. So I'm making sure that, you know, I'm diffusing any situation that, you know, could possibly occur. But other than that, she, you know, loved it. Yeah, let's lead into that for a little bit. Um, as a parent, from a parent perspective, you have a child that might be going through a little bit of difficulty at school, um, be it with, um, you know, a classmate or just um, having difficulty adjusting. Like, what were some of the conversations that you, you're, you're having with your daughter as this, this school year goes forward? What do you think you're going to, um, some words of wisdom that you can give your daughter at this point? So one of the things that... Um, I know my daughter, she struggled with last year was being a little apprehensive to be vocal as far as like telling her teacher, you know, like if a student's bothering her and kind of just, you know, kind of kicking it under the rug if someone is bothering her. So, you know, me being her mother, you know, I'm a, like, I'm a tiger you know, I'm just going to just attack, you yeah. know, that's my first reaction, but I have to, you know, always encourage my daughter to kind of just speak up for herself and just, you know, let the student know, like, or her classmate know that she's not going to tolerate, you know, any bullying or anything, you know, kind of take up for herself first, advocate for herself first, and then, you know, obviously tell the teacher and then, you know, tell me. Absolutely. For the parents out there, giving your child a voice is a big thing. Um, with my, my kids, I had a situation with my daughter uh, last year. It actually involved the teacher. Um, so after she told me, you know, of course, me and her mother went up to the school, but our, our plan was to make sure my daughter sat there and told her side of the story and, and give them a voice because um, they need to be able to advocate for themselves for sure. So absolutely. Um, one of the big tips out there for especially new parents that got your kids in school, relatively young kids, uh, work on getting your kids that, that voice. Um, I want to dig in because we had a conversation off, off air about your educational experience um, and kind of just walk us through some of your trials and tribulations that you had um, with the educational system and then how you were able to navigate and, and get out of those things. So for me, my educational system was a little challenging because, you know, when I was in, I, I believe it was like fifth grade, um, the child study team wanted to test me to see if I possibly had a learning disability and my home life wasn't the best. So I always came to school with my homework not complete. So the school automatically thought, you know, something must be wrong. She doesn't understand this material. So, um, you know, they brought my mom in, they um, tested me. And I, I believe it came back that um, I believe I want to say it was like learning, you know, comprehension or something of that nature. So um, I was placed in um, like a self-contained classroom from, I believe, fifth grade until 12th grade. So I was in an inclusion classroom apart from the rest of the mainstream, you know, children. So 
it was only six students in a classroom and I, you know, my mom, she was very uneducated as far as like how to advocate for me, as far as like them saying I have an IEP. So whatever the school said, you know, she said, she just kind of went along with it, you know, and I just didn't understand when I was placed in those in that classroom, like what what's wrong with me? Why can't I be with the other students? You mm. know what I mean? So um, when it came time for graduation and, you know, all the other students are applying for high school, I mean, um, for universities and colleges, I went to my guidance counselor and, you know, kind of just inquired about can I, you know, what can I do as far as like applying for college and she pretty much told me like I didn't qualify or I didn't take the necessary courses you know to um go to um a further to further my education so I felt very um kind of adequate you know I felt very I felt down you know I felt like dang like I felt I just felt um worthless you know because I didn't understand why they didn't prepare me to go to college you know what I mean so I felt like once I, I left high school like I didn't know what my next step was mm. um so I didn't even think about going to college so I applied I mean I did go to a community college but I struggled really badly because again I wasn't I didn't take the necessary courses you know to um prepare me you know for college mm-hmm. um so I kind of, you know, took a step back and then, I, you know, I had great people in my life that encouraged me and I went back, you know, to school to finish my associate's degree and I gained the confidence to apply for a university when, again, I thought I was, I thought community college was it, you know, I had IEP, I didn't think I was smart enough, I didn't think I was qualified enough, you know, to go to university. Mm -hmm. So I'll never forget when I applied for Stockton, um, it was, I believe it was on my son's birthday, I got the acceptance letter on January 18th. Um, It was I forgot what year it was, but it was the most fulfilling. Like, I felt like all these emotions came to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, everything that they said about me wasn't even true. Like, yeah. I am smart. I can't go to college. Yeah. So, you know, I got accepted to, to Stockton. And then from there, I felt like, you know, the sky was the limit. You know, I felt like I was able to do anything. So I left I left Stockton and I applied for Rowan. I got accepted there. And, you know, I recently just obtained my bachelor's degree. So for me... Um, for me, obtaining my degree wasn't like, oh, I'm smart. You know, I have my bachelor's degree, you know, to me, it was more so a huge accomplishment because I had so many people doubting me and telling me I'll never be anything. You know, I, in my mind, I'm thinking I had this IEP, you know, I'm not smart enough. You know, I had all these, you know, things against me, um, to make me feel like I wasn't able to, you know, um, Right. My degree. So you had all these people um, speaking negative things in your ear. Here you are placed in, in somewhere that you think you didn't belong and were feeling worthless. What was the motivating force and the factor that kind of um, kept you going and kept that drive moving? I believe um, I believe I used the negativity as a way to encourage and to motivate myself. I feel like without that, I don't feel like I would have been um, pushed enough. I wouldn't, I, w- I, w- I don't believe I would have kept going. 
I felt like I would have been complacent in the lifestyle that I had. So I felt like, you know, that negativity, you know, not, not saying, not proven to them, like, yeah, I can do it, but, and, and sort of speak, yeah, I'm proven to you. I can do it. You know, it's like, you can't do that. Oh, watch me. I can't do it. Then I'm proven to myself. You know, I feel like I wanted to prove to myself and I have three children and they're, they're watching mom. Right. So they're looking at what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And I had to show them that no matter what happens in your life, no matter what life throws at you, no matter, no matter what, always believe in yourself and know that there's nothing that you can do. It's funny you should say that the very essence of the empowerment perspective group is about taking negatives in your life and using it as a positive and a strength and a source of motivation. Uh, so those of you that ain't count my book out there, Life Music, that's what it's all about, is um, taking you, you know, life as it is, right? There's certain things in your life that you cannot change. There's a certain things that um, is what it is, but you can change how you look at it and how you use it. And your perspective on things. Yeah. Absolutely. Your story is a, a true example of that. Um, moving forward. So now you're in this space um, as an adult. Now I've seen some videos out there, some motivational uh, videos popping up here and there. Um, let's talk about that for a little bit. Like, why did you decide to do motivational videos? Um, what, what, where did you, what do you draw your inspiration from? So I believe um, I have encountered like a lot of, as I said before, like, you know, negativity and adversity in my life. And I always felt like life was against me, right? I felt like I was a very negative individual based off my childhood, you know, upbringing. So I have to give a lot of credit to my aunt. She um, referred me to this book. It's called um, You Can Heal Your, Your Life by Louise Hay. And the book, and I, you know, they, they, they spoke, they talked to me about positivity and I knew what negativity looked like. Like, that's what my life, that's what my life was. So I, you know, I said, let me just try it out. Let me just, because it's a mindset, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to do it today. And then everything is fine. You know, it's something that I had to practice and I had to implement in my life every single day throughout the day, you know? So, um, I, I had them constantly, constantly, you know, every time I talked to them, it was those conversations. And I felt like they kind of planted that seed for me. So after I read the book, it gave, you know, it was a, it's a healing book, you know, kind of allowing you to love yourself and, you know, forgiveness and, you know, all these great things that I never, so it was like a whole new world that I knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I saw how my life changed just by me changing my mindset. Mm. You said something really, really important about loving yourself and learning how to love yourself. Um, and, and, you know, listening to your story and the things that you went through and with all this negativity around you, people telling you that you're worthless. I mean, they're basically breaking you down, right? And then you have to find this, this space to, to love yourself and to block out that noise in order to, you know, to grow personally. And I think a lot of people, um, need to spend a little bit more time with themselves, right? Get off social media Absolutely. a little bit. Go find yourself. Try new things. I spent an entire summer just trying new things that I've never done before. And who knew? I, I found out that I can draw a little bit by just trying, uh, right? That's so, awesome. Um, you know, spend some time with yourself, those of you that are listening. I know life's busy. You got kids, you got work and all those things, but you got to take some time for yourself to get to know who you are so that you can love yourself. Because um, if you don't love yourself, then you're not going to be able to love anybody else the way that they deserve to be loved, uh, for yeah, sure. absolutely right. Um, so, uh, you have these motivational videos on there. Where can some people find these videos at this particular, I saw a couple of, you know, I was stalking your Facebook a little bit, so I, <laughs> I, so I went in there and, uh, you know, saw some of these videos, but where can some people find these, some of these videos? 
So on Facebook, you can find me. Um, so I have two pages and it's Johanna Mincy, but it's me and my three children. So that's the picture that, you know, if you want to follow me or add me as a friend, you can do that. And on Instagram, it's the manifest group underscore with two G's. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me on there. You know, so it's it's a, it's a funny story, you know, when it comes to me doing the motivating videos. Um, as I mentioned before, I was, you know, I was attending Stockton University. So when I was in, um, in my early years in school, I stuttered a lot, you know, I stuttered and I went to speech class. So um, before I went to Stockton, a friend of mine, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to go to school for. And I, I was really struggling with that. So a friend of mine said, you know, Johanna, the thing that, I, she, I, the way she worded it was, kind of look at like what you struggle with the most and that's what kind of you can make you know as a career Mm -hmm. so I know that my son you know my oldest son he stuttered and I stuttered so I'm like you know maybe I'll go to school to be a speech pathologist right so I entered into the Stockton program as a speech pathologist and on my way to college I mean you know college one day I'm, I'm driving to school and there was a little voice that said, get on um, Instagram and tell people to have a great day or something. I'm just like, what? (laughs) And it's funny because (laughs) I feel like um, God uses your strength. I mean, as your weakness, as your strength. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I went to, um, I went to the school and they used to always tease me about my voice. So I never liked my voice, you know, and I was, you know, my confidence was low. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I stuttered, you know, I don't like my voice. I'm like, you want me to do what? <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't hear say what, you know? So it kind of reminds me, you know, in the Bible when, you know, Moses had to bring the people to Israel, you know, the people, the children of Israel. And God told him to, you know, talk to the people, bring the people together. And, you know, Moses like, you know, how are you going to use me? I stutter, you know? So I feel like I'm, that's what I feel like that's, I'm being used to bring up a, a message, you know, to a positive message to people. Mm-hmm. And I use my experience, um, I, I turn my negativity, my negativity into positive, you know, so I feel like with so much negativity that's going on in this world, I feel like I want to be that light to let people know, like, no matter what you're going through, you know, what you're dealing with, um, I feel like you can overcome anything. So that's where the positive messages come from. Awesome. I think that, like, and I've always, those of you who followed me um, for this long, I always say that, that we all have a gift. Right. And a lot of people will ask me, well, where do I find this gift? And I I tell them a lot of times and something that you said is I don't think you're looking in the right place. Your your gift might be in an unexpected spot that you're not even thinking about because you think it's negative. Right. You think it might be a flaw or something. Right. Yeah. It might just be the gift that, you know, you you have. Absolutely. Um, And that gift is something that comes to you very easy uh, without really thinking about it. It hits you in odd times, too. Right. So it does. Another thing is like, you know, that's a lot of people don't want to get into this motivational speaking thing and want to do these motivational videos. Um, it, it's kind of tough. Sometimes I'll, I'll be like, where's that, where's that, you know, where am I getting this information from? And I'll just walk around and all of a sudden it just hits you, right? And it you does. just kind of deliver it. I mean, to me, that's, that's God speaking to you. And Absolutely. then I always say, like, 
you know, I'm tired of doing this. Like how many people will hear me want to listen to me? But then the, the moment that I say that though, no lie, the next day or that next moment, someone says, I need something from you. I need a video from you. I'm like, yeah, this is weird. Like this is, this is, I'm about to quit now. So I'm like, I can't quit because uh, somebody needs to hear that story. But definitely let's dig into the podcast real quick. Cause it kind of, I feel like when I listen to the podcast and your, your most motivational videos, it's kind of almost in the same lane. So why did you start this podcast? First of all, what's it called? And then why did you start? So the podcast is called the motive, the, I'm sorry, the manifesto group podcast. And I started this um, podcast because, you know, as I am an um, aspiring entrepreneur, you know, I, one day, um, you know, I see my sons, you know, looking up to, you know, athletes or musicians and, you know, and I know that, like, so my sons, they don't realize that the piece of work that the artists make, like the song that they listen to, or the end result of the, that athlete, you know, being like the greatest, you know, it took time. It took consistency it took work to get mm -hmm. to that place right we don't see those athletes and those musicians or whoever you know getting up at four or five o'clock in the morning you know what I mean so I wanted to shed light on and see like there's growth right they went from one place in their life and now they've elevated or evolved to this you know awesome you know piece of you know either athlete or musician or author, whatever the case is. So I wanted to create the manifesto group to shed light on like, you know, entrepreneurs or any, like anybody that's, 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 that has made some growth in their life, whether it's self-development, like myself, you know, they, they have been in one space and then they evolved. They showed the steps of, you know, now they've, they're a different person, or maybe they manifested, you know, their, their job. They didn't feel like they can get it. They did all the steps they could. And now they're in this, you know, high paying, you know, job. It can be, so I wanted to, and then I also wanted to use that space to, you know, different topics. Like I said, that anything that I or my friends, you know, um, go through in life that I feel like other people can relate to. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a two-part thing, like kind of shit like on, on people and then, sh you know, share our own experiences as well. Absolutely. I think one of the things you said is really important is that dedication to work, right? So that that um, giving your life to something, because then, you know, I, I told the story before on this podcast, uh, me and my friend would go to uh, these shows. And I'm like, I don't, you know, it's like a, a plays and uh, operas and stuff. I'm like, I, I can't get with all that singing, whatever. I'll go anyway, whatever. And I look over and he's staring at this violin player. And I'm like, why is he staring at this guy? So we go backstage after the show and I'm just dilly dallying. And he goes right to the, the violinist and he was like, you know, I'd give anything, I'd give my life to play like he did. And he's like, I, and the violinist said, I did. And you know, the, the amount of hours and work that he put in. Um, but what I also find out once you've conquered something like that, your brain kind of gets wired into that work ethic, right? Mm -hmm. And it starts to bleed into other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. so finding that passion and putting in the work whether it's business, whether it's your job, whether it's your children, whether it is whatever it is, like you have to really dedicate that time um, if you really want it to be something spectacular and awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where can people find a manifesto group manifesto group podcast? On Spotify. It's right now it's streaming on Spotify. But I'm looking to, you know, have it streamed on other platforms as well and in person. 
Absolutely. Awesome. So I'm going to transition a little bit here. I know we talked about uh, you writing a book. We won't get into all the details or any of the details of the book, but I want to talk about this process. Um, and, and my understanding of the book is about your life. And uh, let's just talk about why you even decided to write it in the first place. And, and like, what was some of the most difficult times that are pieces or chapters that you had in writing? Like, and I can share some of mine as well. So as I mentioned before, you know, my childhood, I feel like I, I have experienced, you know, some challenges, struggles, adversity. And to me, I just felt like, you know, everyone has experienced things. And it wasn't until um, I have shared my story, bits and pieces with like, you know, friends, and they would say, Johanna, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I'm like, no, like, you know, I didn't, I, again, didn't think anything of it. And that's all I kept hearing, you know, for years and years. And they would say, um, when, when is your book coming out? And I'm like, I didn't write no book, <laughs> you know? So I kind of sat with that idea and I do like writing. And I felt like, um, I, I also like keeping a journal. So I felt like I like to be expressive, you know, in my, in my words. Mm -hmm. So I did, I, I prayed about it and I wanted to know like, if this is something, you know, I should do. And I felt like, you know what? I have a hell of a story and I want to share it with other people because I've overcame, you know, mm -hmm. even though I've experienced adversity, I have overcame it. And I felt like other people may be able to benefit from my story. So I started it <laughs> and I couldn't, and I would talk about, you know, I would tell different ones, yeah, I'm writing a book. And I knew in the back of my mind, I haven't picked up the book in like a year, right? And I'm like, and I would say to myself, you know, Johanna, just pick up the book and just start writing it. And my biggest challenge in writing the book um, was the things that happened, you know, when I was younger, it kind of kind of laid dormant within me. And I didn't realize that it was still affecting me. Mm. So I'm, I'm thinking that I'm healed from it. You know, I'm, I'm okay. And as I'm starting to write it, I started crying. Mm. Right. Mm. And, and I would say, Oh my gosh, like they didn't comb my hair. <laughs> right? right. Why did anyone comb my hair? You know, <laughs> it was something as little as, you know, like that. So, you know, um, and, you know, I didn't have any resentment, but I just didn't understand, you know, from a child, like why these things were happening. Mm -hmm. So I remember talking to a friend and she said, Johanna, you have to go through those feelings. Like you have to feel those emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, that's a healing process. And as much as I fought with it, I knew that's something I needed to face. And it felt, it felt really good, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it was really, it was really challenging for me. Isn't it funny how like God will tell you something that you're going to, no, you're going to write this book, right? I'm going to send these people to tell you, you're going to write this book. You're going to put this pen down for a little bit, but you're going to write this book, right? It's kind of funny, like how that kind of works, right? And, and you never probably even thought that would ever happen ever, right? Never. Like God has a plan for you. And he's like, some people need to hear this book. The other part of it is if anyone is interested in writing your own story, you have a story to tell. Like you said, there are some wounds that you thought were healed or you thought you dealt with that you, if you really dig into your story, that you're going to have to relive, right? And then if you're doing your story, I'm sure that there's family members and stuff that are involved in it. So now you got to tell part of their story, right? So there's this whole mm -hmm. process that 
that goes through it. Um, and for me, it was just, it was very therapeutic, right? I didn't care if I sold one book or not. Um, it was just about me just healing those wounds and really dealing with some of the things. And I was like, you know what? I'm still, I forgot about that. I'm still dealing with it. This is how this is affecting me right yes. now. Yes. You know, it's definitely, yeah. but the power of it again is like, I feel like God is saying, here's your story. Somebody else needs to hear it. You yes. might be done with it. You still might be dealing with it, but <laughs> you know, somebody else definitely needs to hear that. For me, it was different because I was, I thought I was a hip hop artist at one point and I actually had an album called Life Music and I was like, this is going to come out through music. And I was like, nah, <laughs> coming out, you gonna write this book. <laughs> That's how it's gonna come out. So I just think it's interesting. Like, you know, um, if you listen, you know, you're, you're gonna be directed in the, in the way that you need to be directed. Absolutely. Um, and it goes back to, you know, some of us looking for our gifts in the wrong places, right? And yeah. Certain things, so. And they're right there in front of you. <laughs> right there in front of you the whole entire time. You had no idea until you look back at it. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to transition to a segment called the Teacher's Lounge. For those of you who follow us on uh, the podcast, you know what the Teacher's Lounge is about. If you're new, if um, you know anything about the Teacher's Lounge, your teachers go there to eat, they gossip, they talk stuff, you know, and all this stuff. It's downtime. So we're going to have a little bit of fun here. We're going to play a game called this or that. And I'm going to throw in a couple other questions. Um, very simple stuff. You like music? You're into music? I love music. All right. So. Most of these will be music oriented. I'll start off with a hard one, I think. Prince or Michael Jackson? Mm, that's tough. <laughs> I want to go with Michael Jackson. Okay, I would have went the same way, would have went the same way. Janet Jackson or Whitney Houston? Whitney is my girl. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I listen, teach is old. I, I think she screams when she sings. I'm like, I, I can't really feel that. I'm not a big Janet fan either, but I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that. All right, so here's a big question for you. Music is about to be no more, right? You can bring three artists with you, musical artists, that will change the course of music going forward. What three artists would you use to influence the next generation of musical artists? Oh, wow. It could be any genre. So it has to be Mary J, for sure. Right. Lauren Hill. Oh. And um, let me think. One more person. I'll, I'll throw in Little Baby. Oh, I just saw his documentary the other day, actually. I didn't get a chance. Interesting. Um, I got a bone to pick with um, with, with my girl, uh, Lauren Hill. Um, I get it, though. I went to a concert with her and Nas, and the music that she was, it was the lyrics, but she couldn't play the original music. So it was kind of all over the place. I ended up leaving. That's probably the only concert I walked out of in the middle oh, wow. of it. I was like, Lauren, <laughs> you got to do better. But I get the business side of it, though. My last question for you in this, and then we'll wrap it up here, is loyalty or respect? I believe res uh, respect. I'm going to have to ask why on this one. Because um, in my opinion, I feel like without the respect, like you have, like, I feel like respect comes first. Like, you know, without 
like without you being loyal to me, you have to respect me, all right? Because I'm going to respect you. Respect goes both ways. So you can't be loyal to someone that you don't respect, in my opinion. Got you, got you. Thank you for playing in the teacher's lounge. It was a good <laughs> Thank time. Thank you. <laughs> so um, for our audience, um, again, the podcast, where can they find it again? On Spotify, the Manifesto Group podcast. Every Wednesday, you can catch it on there. I'm going to check that out. Definitely has some words of wisdom um, on there. And our guests are, are really interactive and really good people on there that I've listened to. So make sure you check her out for sure. Um, I'm going to leave you uh, any last words for our audience, any words of encouragement for the new school year or anything that you want to say? Uh, I just want to say, you know, no matter, no matter what life throws at you, always, you know, just believe in yourself and just, nothing you can't do, you know, just keep pushing and never give up on yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much. So our audience out there, I will leave you with this. Love yourself, um, learn yourself, and then also live your gift is what I will leave you with. Um, take the time to, um, you know, try some things in life and don't sweat the small stuff and try to just grow and, you know, and enjoy the things that come with you, uh, to you. Cause you only get one shot at this and half the stuff that you upset about is, is it doesn't even matter at the end of the day. So, um, love, make sure you love yourself so you can love others. Some housekeeping things real quick before we get out of here. Um, I'm going to say, save the date, November 5th, we, we, we will be in Atlantic city having a 90 slash 2000s hip hop and R and B party at little water distillery. 100% of the proceeds will be go to cancer research. Um, so make sure that you get a chance to check that out. More information about that is to come. Um, that is on November 5th at Little Water Distillery down in Atlantic City. Um, we're going to be partying with a purpose down there. And as many of you follow me throughout the years, cancer is something that's near and dear to my heart. Many relatives and um, friends have unfortunately have to deal with those things. So we're just going to try to do what we can every year to raise money, awareness, and things for cancer. Um, there'll be time for you to sign up for the bike-a-thon uh, as well, American Cancer Bike-a-thon, where you can ride with me from Atlantic City, I mean, sorry, from Philadelphia to Atlantic City on your bike, 66 miles. Um, so you can rock out with the Empowerment Perspective Group on that. Um, stay tuned, coming to, um, also by the time this podcast come out, we have our turkey drive for Thanksgiving coming out there. And then of course, we're gonna have our tour drive with CHOP for Christmas uh, for those, those patients up there. Um, at Chop in, in Philadelphia. So make sure you check us out, comicperspective.com. And as always, stay in power.